welcome to You Dive Deep, where we dive into a single question each week and navigate through this tough thing we call life. Come on, let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of You Dive Deep. I am joined today with the host of the Water Cooler Podcast. He is a phenomenally talented podcaster that I just love the vibe with. Welcome to the show, Marley. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tommy, that's that's a really great introduction. I'm very humbled because I think highly of your podcast and I think highly of you. Uh, and I'm just really happy to be on this on this really great podcast that you make. But yeah, my name is Marley Silverbrand and I am 31 years old hard to believe. I've been making a podcast called The Water Cooler Podcast all during quarantine. Just something to keep myself busy. I'm kind of anxious to go do like outdoor stuff now because on June 15th, that's when California opens up and they drop all these restrictions. So I'm I'm doing great though. (laughs) I absolutely understand what you mean because kind of around here, or at least in Pennsylvania, Marley is from all the way over on the West Coast. We couldn't be further away from each other, at least within the same country, at least, of course. You're over in California. Is that right? Yeah, I'm in uh, Sacramento, California. Oh, okay. Yeah. So over in Pennsylvania, I've always seen people with like masks on and all that kind of stuff. And since, you know, they made the announcement saying, hey, if you have been vaccinated, then you don't need to. And then when that came out, I was like, oh boy, here we go. And so a lot of people don't have masks, but I always mask up. I am vaccinated fully so far, but it's just kind of the mindset is for me, I I put on the mask not to protect myself, it's to protect other people. And even though I'm fully vaccinated, I'm just like, eh, I mean, it's such little effort for me to put like something over my face. If it can maybe very minuscule amount protect other people, I'd rather do that kind of thing. Like if I get it, it's not that I don't care. Like, of of course, I don't want to get anything or get sick or anything like that. But if it protects other people, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's 100% something I would want to do. So I definitely understand your anxiety and concern. But hey, speaking of anxiety, that is kind of a great segue to kind of the whole topic and question that we have today. And we're actually tackling a big one and it's something that you mentioned. And ever since you kind of mentioned it as one of the topics we could probably discuss on this podcast, I said, nope, stop. No more suggestions because we have what we're going to be talking about. And the people already know what this is because at the top of the show or when they see the episode uh, title, they're going to know it's how do you stop caring about what people think? Marley, what do you think? Uh, This is something that I've really struggled with my entire life, like creatively and personally and like professionally within like my everyday job. I feel like I've kind of like squashed that a little bit creatively just because I usually just kind of release whatever I want to the internet, like let people judge it on their own. And I can kind of like put up that wall and like once it's out there on the internet, I can put up that wall and see a little bit like what people say about what I create. There's obviously like that feeling of being anonymous. Now, like in my actual job or just like in my personal life, I've always just kind of walked down the street like, oh, I didn't smile at that person. I wonder what they think of me, even though I've never met them before in in my life. It's like I'm always like one of those people that's I I really do care about people. I want people to like have like this lasting impression on me. And uh, it's kind of something that I'm still working through. I know this is going to be like kind of like a really basic answer, but you just cut it just at some points in your life. You got to learn not to care for like random strangers like on on the sidewalk i feel like if they smile at you and you don't smile back that's one second in your life 
Like that is like one of those situations where you can always, you can get that one second back. Obviously I care about what you think about me, Tommy, just because we've talked like in Discord and we haven't met in person, obviously, but I feel like we have a, like a pretty genuine friendship just because you're a really nice guy and we just like every single time like I contact you like on Discord, you're always like super helpful and you just want to help out. We did a 24-hour podcast and you're just like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. So I care about like how you perceive me. I think that's a fantastic answer. And a lot of the times people always ask, Tommy, why are you asking them the question and then ask them that same question again at the end to kind of wrap it up? And I always like to say, well, we kind of need a starting block, right? Because I want this to be an authentic conversation. I don't want people to listen to this podcast thinking, oh, Tommy and the guests must have talked about whatever the topic is for a while. They must have an outline and then they kind of just make it up. No, this is just Marley and I, we're just good friends and we just know the topic and we don't know where it goes from there. And I just kind of like to lay the baseline because at the end of the podcast, typically, or what I hope to gather out is I ask again, and now you could branch out more. And it kind of shows the beauty and growth of conversation and kind of how we were able to help each other out and influence each other to be like, no, 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 no. I never even thought of it this way. But a lot of the things that you mentioned, I absolutely love. And before we kind of even dive in deeper into the essence of why we think we care about what other people think and vice versa, we should kind of go back to kind of what you were talking about a little bit is how was it like growing up? And I'm not saying like, oh, elementary school, high school, whatever. Uh, however you may perceive that question. What were you like growing up? Were you bullied? Do you always cared about what people thought? I know you said this is something that you struggled out with your whole life. So do you have any like examples or anything that pops up when I ask that question? First thing that pops up into my head is like, I never really actually got bullied in, in high school because I'm six foot three. I'm a really big guy. Everyone's just like, no, we're just going to, we're not going to mess with this guy. Uh, <laughs> There's an easier target somewhere else, I'm I, sure. Yeah, exactly. But I grew up in a really small town with like 1,500 people and my graduating high school class was 17 people. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Whenever I tell people about that, they're just like, wow, did you go, were you homeschooled or something? (laughs) I'm telling (laughs) you, there are probably people that are homeschooled that had a bigger graduating class than you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think so. I think that's probably the case. But as I was saying, I grew up like in a small town where not a lot of like I'm mixed race so not a lot of like racial diversity like in the small town a lot of just kind of like the same race just people walking around we won't dive dive deep into that but I would get judged a lot like the color of my skin and just kind of how I don't belong there so I care about like what people think just because all through high school and grade school just because it was like I want people to get to know me more just because it's, that's one of the main reasons why I started my podcast is because I think conversations like this like the conversation that we're having if you just ignore the skin tone or just how a person looks and just talk to them for like an hour or 45 minutes you will know so much more like about that person than to just judge them just like about how they look that's such a beautiful sentiment actually i feel like a lot of shade gets thrown at technology texting, instant messaging, Discord, VCs, Clubhouse, like all these different platforms and being able to communicate with people have been able to do exactly that. We're connected to other people. And the beauty of it is you're not judged as severely. They might just see like a username or something, but I don't know what your race is. I don't even know how old you are. All I know is I am having a conversation with someone and that's within its essence, beautiful. And it's really cool to kind of be able to speak to someone who came from such a small kind of community and things like that and how you had to be self-conscious 
subconscious of things. Did you find yourself having to act differently around different people and things like that growing up? Oh, definitely. Like I'm mixed race. I'm black and white. My dad was black and my mother was white, but I'm also adopted too. So there is that whole situational thing. Like when I would bring friends over to my adoptive family's house, they'd be like, wait, you're mixed race, but your parents are white? And I'm like, yes, that's how families work. It's like, this is how, they, they, yes, they raised me. And then I would also get judged in a way of, oh, you're adopted, like your biological parents, they must have not wanted you or something like that. And I'm like, I see it as my adoptive parents. Like, those are my actual parents. Yeah, like they, they didn't birth me into this world, but they raised me. They turned me into the person that I am today. It's a little frustrating talking to those people, but I end up talking my way through it and just telling them like, hey, this is how I am. It's almost like if you don't like it, then then you don't have to talk to me, if you know what I mean. So yeah. And I think one really cool context that you're able to bring in is you have such a rich and diverse upbringing, like you mentioned, like a, a lot of the things that you just disclosed to me, I had literally no idea because we haven't met in person. So I wouldn't have an opportunity to be like, oh, I totally knew Marley was adopted or uh, is mixed race or things like that, because the only thing I knew from you was your voice, which is kind of ironic, right? As podcast podcasters. That's kind of our identity. And so a lot of the times when people hear me through discord and things like that, they don't know that I'm Korean. They're just like, oh, he, you know, he just sounds like an American, someone from the States and things like that. And then uh, I, I do play the ukulele a lot on a lot of different communities as well. And then when I tell them, oh no, I'm actually Korean. They're like, what? And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, uh, it's kind of fun to think that I have a different perception to different people, but very similar in your way. It's just really, really neat that in this age right now, there's a huge portion where we're not judged in physical appearance or anything like that. And that's actually a big, for me at least, a big load off my chest because I'm like, okay, I don't have to worry about that. For myself growing up, I was bullied a lot. I wouldn't say a lot or severely, but I I had my fair share of being bullied because one, I was trying to get a stronger grasp on the English language. Uh, I had somewhat of an accent and uh, another big, big factor that has actually still been a thorn in my side is I struggled with my weight uh, like my entire life. And, uh, And this was very prevalent when I was younger as well. I was always the biggest kid in school kind of thing. And so with all of these kind of different things, I was hyper conscious of the way that people, what they thought of me. So that's why a lot of the times I was, and I I know my past podcast episodes, I kind of disclosed that I kind of took on the persona of being a class clown, trying to be outspoken, not obnoxious per se, but always uh, forcing myself to be like the life of the party, be like, all right, I'm going to give them another reason not to like me kind of thing. Like, I don't want them to bully me on my race, my weight. I want them to just not like me. Because like, ah, he's kind of uh, he thinks he's funny or he thinks too highly. I'm like, all right, good, good. Make fun of me on that. Don't make fun of me on the other things I can't, you know, have a strong control over for. And so that's why when this question came in, it really, really hit me hard. And I know you said you have been struggling with this, but it's been getting better and better. Are there any kind of tips that you kind of found along the way? Well, it's interesting to kind of add on to like what you're talking about there is that uh, like that you said that you kind of felt like the need to be like the class clown just because you said that you struggled like with your weight and it's interesting that we do have to like kind of fall into like these certain roles of just distracting people like from like what's going on and stuff like that kind of like taking it upon ourselves to be like no, I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna be the class clown, or I'm gonna be like the movie guy, so they won't know that 
I like sports or something like that. Or if you know what I mean, right? Yeah, it's just like leaning in hard to like one side to be like, okay, I'll be known for this or this is just going to be my thing to kind of deflect, if you will, like distract people. There are definitely times where I did uh, certain things just to kind of fit in more, if you will. I know when I was growing up, I actually was not a very big sports fan because A, I was just trying to fit in school, right? So the last thing I want to do is, oh, how do I speak this language? Plus, now let me try to learn all these rules of different sports and all the star players and learn all, like that was too much for me. So for me, I was just more aware of, all right, can I just speak to people? Uh, What are some things that, like I couldn't even figure out like, oh, what's on TV? Because I didn't have cable forever because I was poor growing up. So we didn't have that. So I was like, all right, I got to try to figure out something else. And I was like, all right, I'll just try to be that class clown. Like at at least that way I'll fit in somehow, somewhere kind of thing. So it was definitely something that I struggled with in school. Is this something that you felt like was a little less of an impact in your life after high school and things like that? Or was that always sticking around how you were always hypersensitive and just trying to pay attention to how you're perceived? It was definitely after high school, I kind of stopped caring about like what people think just because like I started college and I was just like... like when I started college, I was like, okay, I'm around people that are that I actually care about that are interested in the same things that I am. So I, I feel the need not to please these people because these people already know what I like and I, and I know what they like. Going back to like the whole like sports analogy in, in a way, it like you said, you didn't watch a lot of sports like growing up, but but now you do. But like bandwagon fans in a way where it's like people that didn't necessarily like follow the team like at first, but they follow it like once they're super good. So they kind of feel the need to fit in. That was totally me like in high school where I'm just kind of like trying to fit in and just kind of like fit like the, like these certain groups. Hey, hey, I'm, uh, I'm over here guys and stuff like that. So I just kind of like in high school, I didn't really classify myself as like a nerd or a jock or anything. I just kind of, I fit in like all the groups. I felt like the need to be accepted, but like once I was in college, I was just like, no, I'm I'm pretty much like already accepted by these people because we all like the same things. I think one of the most polarizing and dangerous kind of atmospheres and environment is that high school setting. It's so weird because you kind of grow up your entire lives with not the same group of like people for 12 years. You have some people that move away, some people that come in. In your case, you only had like 17 people in your class. But I know for a lot of the listeners, what do you think of high school? I mean, up to that point, for the most part, except for, you know, you might be with certain people in elementary school and then you branch out to middle school and then that's like a mixing a bunch of elementary school, so on and so forth. I know a lot of communities do differently on how the public education system is like, but the way I went is I had a core group of friends in elementary school. And then when we went to middle school, like four elementary school kind of all combined into one middle school kind of thing. And then from there, everyone that I knew in middle school all went to the same high school as me. And then once again, there's some uh, variables of people moving in, moving out, things like that. But it's kind of weird because for 12 years, it's like its own, I don't know, like class system. Like everyone knows the certain cliques or everyone knows who is the popular or so on and so forth. So you always have to be aware of how you're perceived because one little embarrassing thing that might happen, like the whole school will be talking about it or or you you might even be typecasted. Like, let's say, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a very dramatic. uh, See that. I'm not trying to interrupt, but that like you hit the nail right on the head, especially like in my high school. Like I had a graduating class of 17, 150 students like all together in the school. If you do one thing like at like homecoming or something like that, 
like in my high school, people would be talking about it for years. Right. And it could be like the, it could be the dumbest thing, too. Right. Like, oh, like he accidentally stepped on his date's dress and she fell. And like, oh, ho, 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 oh, my gosh. Look at Marley or oh, Tommy. He uh, he had something on. And because he was overweight, one of the buttons on his bottom thing broke off and then it could be something so small but for someone in that kind of age range and how kind of vulnerable you feel on you know hormones are raging everyone's changing but you're always trying to fit in so it's just such an awkward part of your life and then to think that something so trivial like some of the uh, examples that I made up can make such a mental impact it's terrifying honestly and it's just like a lot of the times like I don't have kids or anything but if I have kids who are in school and they make such a big deal about the dumbest things I'm not going to sit here as a parent and be like, why are you free? I'm going to put myself in there. Should I be like, nope, I totally see why this is a big deal in your life because right now this is your life. I can't tell them being like, oh, when you graduate high school, these little things you won't care because at that moment in their life, that is their entire life. And so I feel like high school, a lot of people have negative experiences. I luckily have had a lot of positive experiences, but I definitely understand why it's a moment in people's life that is filled with so much angst, like you mentioned. And so do you feel like because you went to such a small school and your community being closer knit, how do you think that has impacted you? Well, I think it's impacted me like a lot just because I like working in small teams. And just like, I feel like, like when I work together on a project with like, with small groups of people, I feel like I get to know these people more and I can grow chemistry with them more just because like I'm used to that. Even my college classes, like they were super small classes compared to some other schools, but even like a group, like a class of 30, I would get nervous and I would always go up to my instructor and be like, Hey, uh, can I have some like one-on-one time or something like that? Or, or find like a study group, like after, after class and just go to the library and like, and discuss the lesson. I feel like it actually like improved like my study habits too, just because if I was used to like, like a big school and stuff like that, I would be, I don't know. I would kind of be like, Oh yeah, I've already been through this. So I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wing it. I feel like it, it helped me adapt and stuff like that to like college life. So just like your experience, I completely agree with you. I feel like after high school, I got a lot better of this whole phenomenon of, you know, caring what people think and things like that. So as far as like advice goes, it's not just it's kind of a weird advice. Right. And it's kind of it's exactly what I said I wouldn't do as a parent. But honestly, after high school, things started to change. It kind of felt like, oh, this is what the real world's like. It's not this small little world of high school and the little politics that are being played there on oh who's homecoming king or oh oh did you see this person's dating this person like none of literally none of that mattered because now in college like you kind of mentioned and was kind of foreshadowing I surrounded myself with people that had the same interests. They're in the same clubs as I was or they just had similar hobbies that I had so it was no longer oh who is this person who's this person named blah it was more of oh I'm just surrounded by people that are just like me because they just enjoy doing things and people who don't like me or might not like the same interests as me. They're just not crossing my path because they're just doing their own thing in college as well. So I felt like that had a huge, huge help with me mentally, just trying to figure out my own identity, who I was and things like that. And definitely kind of like what you mentioned before, I found myself acting differently amongst different groups, at least in high school, just to try to fit in more. You don't want to be that vulnerable target. And so with all of that kind of being said, and I know college definitely helped shape me and things like that. Do you have any additional tips that you kind of picked up along? 
along the way to maybe stop caring what people think. And then I have a couple follow ups to that as well. I, I, I know it sounds very simple and it's also kind of cliche in a way. So I, I don't really want to say this, but I feel like I kind of have to where it's just like you just got to like brush it off. If someone doesn't like you or if someone if you feel like someone doesn't like you, then you just got to like just move on to the next person just because most likely like that person isn't going to be worth your time. Whether you're trying to like date that person or whether you're trying to network with that person for like recording with a podcast or something like that or like trying to land like this really awesome job that like I hope to get and stuff like that. If they're not interested, then most likely I shouldn't be interested either. It's kind of like a like a nonverbal communication in a way where it's just like that just the everyday people just like use. I know it's a lot the way when I say that it seems like it's gonna it's a lot harder and it definitely is because I'm still working on it today just because even in my current job like right now like I feel like I'm good at my job at what I do like I make like the people that that use our service I make them happy like every single day but every single day when I clock out I'm just like hmm did I actually do a good job does my boss actually appreciate everything that I do well I messed up here and stuff like that and the way I usually kind of just like resolve that is just kind of just you know what tomorrow is a new day. So just like take it one day at a time. Try and just try and be better like each day with everything that you mentioned is definitely rings true with a lot of people. And I know towards the end of that statement it was almost like that imposter syndrome that I know came up before in a past episode. But I definitely feel that a lot as well. A lot of times at work, I feel like I do a great job, but very similar to when I clock out, I'm like, I feel like I did nothing today where that's kind of an exaggeration. Obviously, I did a lot in the eight, nine hours of that workday. But at the end, I feel like I didn't make much improvement. I'm always thinking what my supervisor or my boss thinks of me and things like that. But now this next question is going to be a bit more loaded and it's directed to you specifically, not an overview of why do you think everyone cares what other people think? But you specifically, Marley, if you were to try to dig to the roots of why you care about other people think, do you think that you have uh, maybe Maybe some nuggets of why. Shoot, that's actually <laughs> you're really diving deep on me, Tommy. That's I like, know, right? Because it's one thing to just care about what people think, but it's always the why, right? It's it, it's something that everyone does, and we're all social creatures. And so when I first heard this question, I really wanted to tackle it, but I kind of sat down and really started to think about it, and I felt like the question itself was a little bit flawed because it's literally impossible not to care about what other people think. We're social creatures, like I mentioned before, so we're always going to be aware of other people's perception of us. So then I went to almost change change the question a little bit of, okay, naturally everyone cares what everyone thinks of us, other people. That's why the word reputation exists. Identity exists. Perception exists. So I almost want to go a little bit deeper and saying, wait, why do I care about what other people think of me? And then that kind of made me have an existential crisis where I kind of sat in my like lazy boy and I was like, wow, okay, now let's turn it at that angle. So that's why I want to twist it to you before answering anything or trying to uh, take any awesome answers and kind of give you the platform first. So Marley, why do you care about what other people think? I'm literally sitting back right now just because I'm just like blown away. But I think I I think think so highly about like what other people think of me is just because when I'm working at my job or when I'm like recording a podcast, like I'm recording with you, I'm constantly thinking like it's even like when we're done recording here, I'm going to be like, oh, did Tommy think I was a good guest? I, I really hope you thought I was a good guest. I didn't want I don't want to wreck his podcast and like ruin it after this episode and stuff like that. I'm constantly wanting to like one up myself and wanting to really push out really awesome work like each day. And like, I'm very critical of myself. 
myself. Like, I know I said that I kind of squashed that, like, creatively a little bit, but, like, even, like, in college, like, I, there's a point back when I made, like, films, like, for video production, like, I still kind of do that a little bit, but not so much anymore. It's mainly podcasts. But when we would show them, like, in front of the class, like, I wouldn't want to watch them. I would want to, like, step out and just, like, step out of the room and just kind of hear people's reactions. And even that, that would bother me just because of like, oh, they were supposed to react this certain way and stuff like that. The way I kind of worked that around is this, I don't know. I just eventually just got the courage of just kind of just started accepting like maybe like Tommy would say this is a horrible episode. And I'm like, oh, well, that well, that's in the past. It's all the stuff that's in the past and stuff like that. I don't think that you'll uh, really think that this is going to be like a horrible episode, but uh, I think it's like a really amazing episode. No, absolutely. There's always a lot of different reasonings on why, like when I first asked myself that question of, wait, why do I care about what people think of me? I kind of had to sit down because I felt like every answer I had was a fake answer. I was like, no, Tommy, don't lie to yourself. Let's keep going. Because I was always like, oh, I care about what other people think because I'm just sensitive. I'm protecting my feelings. So I want to look better for other people. I'm like, but wait, why am I sensitive? So it's almost like that funny uh, metaphor, like kind of perception of that little three-year-old kid that says why to everything. Like, why? 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 I felt myself doing that a lot when I was trying to answer this question because I wanted to get to the root and essence of everything. And I think at the end of the day, and this is just for me personally, is I was just an insecure person. I was not happy with who I was. And so I almost had to fake being a different, like I had to be someone else. I had to be a persona, a uh, a caricature of myself to be like, all right, now let me make a better version of me so other people think I'm awesome. It's kind of like, isn't that what social media kind of is, right? Like when I, when I used to be on social media and on Instagram, people are posting this awesome picture. They went on this awesome hike. They're on an overlook and, you know, they're flexing and take a picture. And the next day they're literally like on a first class jet over to Hawaii. And then they kind of show all that off and blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm not saying these people don't live extravagant lives, but you can't tell me literally every single day is like this monumental, amazing thing that they're doing. It's just kind of a perception that they're doing saying, oh, wow, they're doing really well for themselves. Oh, look how much fun they're having. And then maybe a little bit of FOMO creeps in. But for me, I was almost doing that in a literal context before social media even existed. I was like, all right, let me be so funny. Let me be, uh, you know, really good at this sport or try to get good or, oh, this video game's out. Let me get really, really good. So people will be like, oh, Tommy, yeah, he's really good at that kind of thing. And at the end of it all, it's because I was just insecure with who I was specifically. And every answer I came up while I was trying to answer why I care about people think that was the root of it. I was, it's not that I was just insecure, but like I mentioned before, I just wasn't happy with myself. And I know one thing I did mention in my past episode is one thing that really helped me through this whole concept was, and this isn't me trying to turn this podcast in a different way. I'm just saying what worked for me. It was meditation because what meditation really did for me was it made everything slow down. It slowed life down and it really changed my perspective. And I became a lot more realistic with myself and I became a lot more humbled. And when I started to meditate, I started to think, Tommy, why do you, you shouldn't care what other people think because you're not, you're not a big deal. (laughs) Like what if my neighbor doesn't, think the highest of me, or I'm not saying that's true. Well, I hope that's not true, but see, I'm catching myself caring about that. But at the end of the day, I'm not like a life-changing CEO with a lot of political power. I'm just 
a dude that's just going through life. So why am I thinking that I'm like a movie star main person or like I'm the star of everyone's lives, if that makes sense. I'm just an NPC in their life. I might just be a close friend in their life. So depending on who the person is, I'm definitely going to care about what they think. And that's kind of why I needed to change the question a little bit, because all of us care about what other people think. But we have to be realistic and say, kind of like what you mentioned. Yes, I want to come off as good as like when I'm shopping somewhere and I see a stranger and I smile, they don't smile back to me at that very specific moment. That won't bother me because I will say, hey, I smiled. I presented the best version of myself and they just decided not to reciprocate that. That's okay because I'm happy with what I did in that situation. I did nothing wrong. And so the more I meditated, the more I fell in love with myself. And yeah, maybe that sounds cocky. Maybe that sounds egotistical. But for me, I was like, yo, this Tommy guy is pretty cool. So I'm just going to keep being me. And if people don't like me, hey, that's awesome. That That's okay. I don't expect everyone to love me. But if they don't love me or like me, hey, we, we don't have to be friends. That's okay. And if you want to say bad things about me, that's fine. But I'm not going to say bad things about you because that's just not who I am. I'm not I'm not someone who's going to slander anyone. But if you just don't like me, we don't have to hang out. Not, that's cool. And I think it's at that moment where I meditated and became re- when I really start to love myself. I was like, OK, cool. Like, and I know I mentioned it a lot before is I feel like I'm honestly living life on a cheat code now because I'm just so in tuned with things now. And so when this specific question came up, it was like a flashback of, all of those insecure days. And it has, it's just been very recently where I felt like I made that breakthrough of, okay, now I can stop caring about what specific people think of me. Because like my close friends, like you were developing a real friendship, my wife, my in-laws, my close friends, of course I care what they think. I, I feel like you have to be wired a little bit differently to literally not care what people think, right? Like I feel like that's what um, you almost have to have a certain part of your brain turned off being like, oh, I'm never going to see these people ever again. So I'm just going to do whatever I want. Oh, man, that there will be a lot of mistakes on that end kind of thing. And I feel like psychologists will be like, yes, yeah, something is wired differently about this person. So it's not necessarily you have to stop caring what everyone thinks of you. It's just you just have to be more realistic with yourself and stop caring about what I'm not saying insignificant people because that makes it sound bad, but insignificant people in your lives and the roles that they play in your lives. I feel like that is a little bit different, right? See, I think what you said there is absolutely beautiful. And know it, Tommy, you're very you're a legendary human being. And whoever doesn't think that I will change their mind. So <laughs> guys, I, I, I'm paying Marley a lot of money to say all this stuff, and I'm currently <laughs> texting him more nice things to say about me. So, hey, read the next line or you're not getting the full Venmo. Well, <laughs> no, the, that does not exist. But what I would like to add on to like what you said, where I think what you're kind of like walking into is that we put a lot of people on pedestals like nowadays, especially with like Instagram and like social media. And that, like a moment that I had in my life like I was at this film festival and I wouldn't say like idols, but someone that I looked up to and someone that worked with someone that I looked up to. He like, I didn't know this person at all, but he worked with someone that I really looked up to and I really inspired. And that's Dan Harmon, a community. So like, I actually talked to him at the film at this film festival and I was super nervous and I was just, and I, and I was sweating and, and just getting like butterflies in my stomach. And like, he was looking at me like, Marley, calm down. We're just talking. We're just talking like human beings. I don't think of you like any different. I don't think of you like in any way. You're a really cool human being. And once, when he said that, I was like, you know what? Like, we're all humans on, on this wonderful planet called Earth. 
if I were to cut myself, I would bleed. If I were to cut Tommy right now, he would bleed. If I were to cut anyone on the sidewalk, they would bleed. We're all humans. We're all made up of cells and we're all just trying to like survive like on this planet. Once I discovered that, I think I was like 25 years old. Uh, once I discovered that, I kind of stopped caring about what people think just because it's like if we cut ourselves, then we bleed. You absolutely nailed it. And like, I feel like another way or in a more comedic setting, I feel like one of the phrases that pops up while you're explaining that was everybody poops. Like I love that book. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Everybody boobs. Like I, I remember this one situation actually. My wife and I, we went to. I think it was like it was right after the Olympics, and the U.S. women's gymnastics group who did phenomenal in the Olympics were kind of going on tour to do a little sets and just kind of you know do meet and greets and stuff like that. My wife is a big, big fan of the gymnastic team and the sport in general when it comes to the Olympics. So we got tickets. We went. And Emily, my wife named Emily, she saw the husband of one of the gymnasts and she, and his name was Andrew East. And he actually used to be a long snapper in football. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't picked up. So he was a free agent at that point. But she recognized him right away. And I was like, oh, my God, like we should just go say hi or something. But she was like so starstruck. And she's like, no, like, no way. We're not doing that. I was like, I'm not saying go up and just like like haggle him right and just like oh hello I, I recognize you uh it's really nice to meet you i looked up to you blah 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 blah. but she was like no 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 but at the same time i didn't want to push her because i thought to myself oh what if i saw like brian dawkins i'm a huge eagles fan uh i'm not saying i wouldn't be nervous but i definitely would go over and be like hey you've been a huge uh, part of my life thank you for everything that you did i'm not gonna bother you but i just wanted to just say hello just so i can happily say on my bucket list i said hello to brian dawkins or something like that and i think what really kind of resonated with me is kind of like what you said everyone bleeds if you cut them but at the end of the day everyone poops i shouldn't think that other people aren't also self-conscious other people aren't also going through the same struggles that we are it might not be the same struggles but everyone goes through different types of tragedies and sufferings just depending on what they're going through and so i don't think you could have articulated it any better in thinking hey it's okay to care what other people think but don't think that these people are not just like you and I. They have different professions. This per, the uh, Their specific professions or skill sets might have caused them to reach fame or have a big following. But at the end of the day, when they're hungry, they eat food. You know, they do all these different things that are just like us. And that sounds like the most cliche things. But I feel like a lot of reasons that cliches exist is because it's true kind of thing. They just have different sayings on how to make it true and whatnot. And so another big thing that also helped me out a lot is you cannot control what other people think of you. And once I let that set in and marry, I was like, that's so true. So why am I trying to control what other people think? Because the only thing I can control is what I put into the world. So I, I've been very outspoken in saying I've changed a lot from uh, middle school, high school to I am now. I'm not very proud of that version of myself, but I'm not going to go back and like I will apologize. But hey, I wasn't the greatest person, but I'm not going to start making excuses because that's just who I was. My the only thing I can control now is I haven't gone back to high school reunion or anything like that. But if I were to. I would try to just be the best version of myself and be happy. You know, I'm not going to say, hey, uh, oh, man, I was so cringy. And I'd be like, hey, hey, this is me now. How's everything going? Like, what's going on? And if people are like, dude, you are such a douche in high school, I'd be like, you're absolutely right. I'm hoping that I can convince you that I've changed for the better. But if I don't, that's OK, because I'm not going to just go into different settings being like, I need everyone here to love me because I feel like that's just setting myself up for failure. So what, what do you think about that, Marley? Do you feel like you kind of also agree of the thought that, you know, you just 
can't control what everyone thinks of you. You can only just control what you do. I agree 100% on that. Like, you can only control what you put out in the world. You can't control what other people put out in the world. I honestly think that's, like, a really good place to end on just because my parents have been saying that for, like, the longest time. Like, like my mom especially, she's just, like, she says, like, every single day, like, like I'll probably call her, like, right now, and she'll be like, hey, you can only control what you, what you put out in the world. You can't control what, what anyone else puts out in the world. Like, like going back to a little bit politically, like she would always say that a whole bunch because it's like you can't control anyone to put on a mask, but you can control yourself putting on a mask and hopefully people will replicate that. So I think you hit the right spot. I feel like we're hitting to the portion where we're kind of finally realizing exactly at the essence of what we're trying to think. So I always like to ask that question again, Marley. How do you think we just stop caring about what people think of us? I'll repeat it again. Like, I don't want to be a broken record, but if people are struggling with this, like, I think that you can only control what you put out in the world. You can't control what people think of you. And I I know, like, uh, like going back to, like, my example, like, before of, like, meeting, like, that, that person that I really looked up to. Like, we're all cells on this planet. We're all trying to figure out, like, everything. I'm pretty sure that person that I looked up to, he, he wasn't going to go home and do something special and, like, transform into, like, a transformer. As, as cool as I think that would be. But he, he's just going to go home. He's probably going to, like, kiss his wife on the cheek and, like, get in bed and wake up, like, the next day and just have, like, another great day, just like I am. Yeah, everyone is just kind of going at their own pace and they're living life the way that they know how. And just because I might have a different brain of toothpaste as Tom Hanks, that doesn't mean Tom Hanks is some kind of idol, some kind of god figure. Yeah, he might. He's a very, very talented actor, but that is his profession. I shouldn't assume that Tom Hanks is like these different characters that he plays on screen and just because he has a much bigger bank account than I do and he's a lot more recognizable than I will ever be that doesn't mean he is a better human being than I am because that's not something that I measure I can only measure how I am so I feel like that's just a kind of beautiful way to kind of put a knot on it and one thing that I also want to kind of strive for is just say one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about is obviously becoming a father soon and things Uh, fingers crossed hopefully uh, having a family is in the future for me but whenever that comes I always tell myself hey And I know I said this in the podcast a lot before, so I apologize for sounding repetitive, but it's so true for this specific question as well is how can I expect my kids and people like that to love me if I don't love myself? And that's when I start to make huge changes in my life. And I don't mean changes in a negative way. I mean, changes in thinking, oh, I shouldn't care what people think. But the biggest change itself was I started to love myself. And it wasn't until that moment where I stopped caring about what other people think, because I already know what I think about myself. I, it's not that I think very highly of myself. I will continue to make mistakes. I will maybe have a short temper and blow up at little trivial moments, but I forgive myself a lot quicker saying, oh gosh, Tommy, reel it back. Stop being such a weirdo. Because now I'm at the point where I could joke with myself saying, I trust myself enough to be like, hey, you're awesome. Just keep doing your thing. And it's not until that point where I felt like I was more authentic with it. I know a lot of people say, oh, fake it till you make it. Just pretend you don't care what other people. No, that's a very dangerous way to go about it. You have to be more conscious of your efforts that you put forward. So long story short, just truly give yourself a chance. Love yourself. And once you do that point, you're going to be very surprised at the results because I feel like a lot of things will start falling into place when you're just, I'm not saying happier because happy, like that's a whole nother subject. Like what is happiness? Like how can we dive into that again? But it's more of just 
trust yourself and love yourself. And then as long as you could get to that point, you, you won't care what other people think of you because you're already happy with yourself. So I know that was a long tangent and things like that. Marley, I promise there's going to be a palate cleanser question that I have been asking. And I, I know we're all thinking about it, Marley. The question I've been leaning towards in season two was all food related. So I am not changing that up on you. What would your last meal be, Marley? And tell me everything from, you know, the appetizer, drink, entree, dessert. What does that menu look like? So my last meal, like if I could add a little context to this question, because I'm a huge fan of your show and I like I like to add context to everything. So it's it would be my last meal like. Am I on death row or am I have like a deadly disease or is or is a if we just find out that an asteroid is coming towards Earth and we're all going to die? There we go. We'll go. We'll go with that because you're too good hearted of a person for me to ever believe that you'll be on death row. Hopefully this won't age poorly, but I, I trust you, Marley. I trust you not to be on death row ever in your life. And I especially with the pandemic going on, I don't want to say anyone's going to have life threatening uh, things, but let's say we're all just going to die. But everyone's like, they've come to, uh, they came okay with it. You know, like the news reporter's like, all right, yeah, this asteroid's definitely hitting us in 24 hours. So uh, good luck, everyone. And everyone's like, oh, okay. And everyone is just granted, you know, the last meal. You know, you're just like, okay, calories don't even matter anymore because I'm just going to go out happy. I'm just going to eat what I want. What is on that menu? Roland Emmerich is directing this, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, I'll my, movie rights. No biggie. Uh, right. My last meal would, would totally be, I'm, I really spend a lot of time thinking about this like on a daily basis, but I always have to go back to tacos. Like I, I like I love I love carnita tacos, pork carnita uh, tacos. Oh, with, can't go wrong with. Uh, I won't say this uh, meal delivery box service. <laughs> not until we get not, the sponsorship, not until, of course. Yeah, of course. Not until you get the sponsorship, which hopefully will be coming soon. But uh, they sent me like these pork carnita tacos that I made with pickled onions. Oh, stop it! The moment oh, I so the good. moment I. The moment I discovered pickled onions on tacos, that was kind of, that was That was just, a game changer. It was a game changer. Like, I've had pickled onions, like, before, but just, like, I don't know. That was just, they were so delicious. So, if I if if I knew life was going to end, those pork carnita tacos would be uh, my last meal with a Corona. Well, to uh, kind of segue a little bit into wh- uh, the series that I'm doing on my podcast, I would wash it down with a Corona because Fast and Furious is life. the franchise fast and furious which which by the way if you don't mind if i if i uh, promote this oh go for it fade on the water cooler podcast we're doing a little mini series of we're watching all fast and furious movies leading up to the release of fast and furious 9 which will be my first movie in theaters like i i actually i I bought my ticket like uh, last week i'm getting ready on june 24th Fast and Furious 9. That is going to be quite the trip through memory lane and people who haven't even watched it, I feel like should definitely tune in just to kind of be able to get that kind of context. How far are you along? Uh, We're on the sixth movie right now. So The sixth movie is where you guys are right now. And how has it been going for you? Has it been just as enjoyable as you thought it was going to be? Oh, it's it's been amazing. I've been I've been doing it with uh, Natalie from Stoned and Social, and uh, we've just been having a blast. We both love those movies like to death. And it's just like it's something that I look forward to each week, just like I look forward to this recording. Oh, absolutely. What? Where can people find that this podcast and things like that? Uh, you could find the Water Cooler podcast. We're on Spotify, Pocket Cast, basically anywhere you can find where you can download 
podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at, at the watercolor pod. I need to get better at posting there. I don't post a lot there, but if you engage with me over there, then I'll engage back and stuff like that. That's where you can message me and stuff like that. And don't worry, listeners, I'll have all this link down below so you won't have to remember. All you have to do is, as you're even listening, you should be like, oh, wow, this Marley guy is awesome. So I'm sure you're already scrolling through his Instagram as we speak and reaching out with questions. So definitely, definitely do that. And Marley, just like I'm sure you've mentioned before, as you're just a great hearted and very supportive person. So I know you know where I'm going with this. I always like to ask our guests to have one final word of advice, kind of their parting shot, their farewell words, if you will. What does some good Marley life advice sound like? Man, (laughs) shoot. I, I, it kind of, it ties into like, don't worry about what people think of you, but I've always enjoyed life to the fullest. No matter what life throws at you, I always try and enjoy life to the fullest. Like, like that's why I created like the, the podcast during quarantine. Like I was stuck at home. I wasn't going out to bars and like with my friends and having a beer like after work. So I was like, what 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 do I do like during that? I'm like, no, I could create a podcast and just talk to my friends on that and just record like our experiences and stuff like that. And it's like close to 50 episodes at this point. So it's like, I don't know. It's just like enjoy life to the fullest and don't let those right hooks get you down. Don't get knocked out. Don't let life bull you just live life to the fullest because the best way to get back at your haters is just be happy right that'll infuriate them my thing is always just drown them with kindness there's what 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 is the best answer to that you can't because if you come back in a malicious way now you just look like the bad guys if you just smile live life to the fullest and just kind of live like marley just smile and just kind of vibe all day you're gonna be at a good place so everyone here definitely give the water cooler podcast a shot i've actually been on there before and i'm excited hopefully i'll be able to get back on there again shortly but definitely give them a listen it's all the links and things will be in the show notes below and but before we go i have to ask you guys How do you stop caring about what other people think? So it's your turn to think about the question. What does it all mean to you? Don't be afraid to really dive deep and ponder the question. Until next time.